Hello and welcome to the second podcast from myself. Today I want to talk a bit about beauty. Um, On the last podcast I talked about fear and the many perspectives we can have. I talked about the different ways we see the world. The language we use to describe the world we see means something deeper than the word itself. You see, we use language we, which cannot fully convey what we mean. My language cannot fully convey how beautiful you are. Um, I, I just want to take a second here um, before I go any further and just touch on the reaction we have when we use or hear the word beautiful and words like it. We can have a reaction which causes us to use the word insincerely or hear the word with ideas. Let's firstly, right now, get over that. Even say beautiful right now to yourself if you want to. But understand that it's a serious word and how you use it and define it can have serious consequences. Let's be people who can say beautiful and mean it. Let's be people that when someone calls us beautiful, we receive it well, humbly and in the knowledge it is the truth. I don't know if it's just an issue for men or even for Irish people, but I doubt we're alone in that. William Blake said, This life's dim windows of the soul distorts the heavens from pole to pole and leads you to believe a lie when you see with not through the eye. William Blake wasn't a Christian, but he saw that there is or can be a distortion in how we see the world. He talks about the eyes lying to us when we see with them rather than through them. There is something deeper than the aesthetic. I think we all know this to be true regardless of our faith. There's something more than just looking and seeing. I want to make this point clear. I process and I interpret what I see. We all do. When we look at something, we make a judgment on its worth or beauty or usefulness. It's that process, that interpretation that is distorted, not you. Regardless of how you feel about yourself, regardless of how others or society tells you you should feel about yourself, when God sees you, he doesn't just see skin and bones. He sees his son and his daughter. He sees the person his son deemed worthy to sacrifice himself for. He sees the whole of you. He sees his creation, his handiwork. He sees the redeemed you and wills you into his redeemed world. The world's answer to the focus on physical beauty seems to be focusing on inner beauty. Now my understanding of inner beauty is the things or are the things that we can't see but which are unique to the person, such as talents, humour, generosity, integrity, and so on. And this is a nice idea and it takes a needful step away from the focus on just physical beauty, but it just moves the judgment elsewhere. The comment is still you're beautiful because there's still that starting uh, sentence. There is still a judgment being made and it is stating that beauty comes from what we bring to the table. It seems to say or hints that beauty is innate, but all those aspects of inner beauty are developed as we grow up. All those things look different depending on our upbringing or background. We can't be saying that 
Beauty is a matter for geography or socio-economic status. Surely someone living in the slums in Manila is just as beautiful as me sitting behind my iMac in Belfast. Inner beauty is a symptom of actual beauty. It comes from it. All those things that we refer to as making up inner beauty are and can be beautiful, but they're not the things that define you, nor are they the things that determine how beautiful you are. So we can't answer the question, am I beautiful, by looking at physical attributes, like the colour of my hair or my eyes, or even by the more mental or internal aspects of me. Although all these things and aspects of us can and are beautiful, our beauty does not rely on a particular type of physical or internal attribute. This also isn't just an issue for Christians who are trying to be good Christians. Um, I, I don't think anything is. It's an issue about finding freedom in a lie. Christians are not, we're sold this lie, and we should not allow it to be our truth. In saying this, I do believe that in order to combat the lie, there is an actual truth we should know, and that that is the love and grace of God. If you don't agree with this, but agree that we are told a lie regarding beauty, then seriously consider what the truth is, because it is worth seriously considering. Looking back over my life, I can see the ways, huge shameful ways and small, almost unnoticed ways, that I've messed up when it comes to how I view beauty. Mostly for me, it has been all about how I view women. The consequences of how I allowed myself to think about beauty, even if this was only periodically, were long term and it has been a huge effort to undo, undo the damage. I say periodically because I always returned to a more respectful mindset. My mind wasn't just locked in one place, but I, but I did allow it this way. I never really challenged those periods. In a way, my answer was to try and forget those times. I had utter disrespect for women. I let those periods be, albeit with shame mixed in, but nothing was done to combat this view or mindset. For me, and I would imagine a lot of men, it is very easy for us to drift off in the world where beauty is solely based on our feelings or sexual impulses and it's very easy to let these lead. Oftentimes I let this not only lead but take over control. I fought a battle when it comes to beauty in two main areas and I know I'm mixing beauty with sexuality here but that is where I think the main distortion lies, especially for me. How I view or how I allow myself to view women, not what I think objectively which was always pretty lofty and what I would have said if asked, but what I think when it's subjective, when it's just me and my thoughts. And then there's also the issue as to how I viewed myself, the thought always being, that girl I like, would she say I'm beautiful? If so, then I suppose I'm beautiful. If not, then my thoughts are right and I'm not. The more real my faith has become, the closer I have come to God, the more I have seen those periods for what they truly were, for what they truly are. Those periods were me just seeking short-term satisfaction or instant affirmation. I was, although I would have denied it, seeking an identity based on what I could prove other people thought of me. The consequences I saw were not just mine, but were consequences for the women I knew, for the, for the women I interacted with. There was heartbreak, situations handled very badly. There were times when I could have been showing someone what a relationship with Jesus looked like but instead was trying to satisfy my own wants. I've tried numerous things to try and combat this mindset. 
one suggestion given to me was just divert the eyes. Basically, that meant don't look at anyone that would encourage those thoughts or those um, periods. This is a really weird way to talk about it, but I don't think there's any real need to go into details. Well, that obviously didn't work. That approach didn't work because there was no need for me to be physically looking at anyone to have the kind of thoughts I was trying to combat. I've realised that it wasn't good enough to just divert my eyes or to look up or to try and stop my mind going in a certain direction. It is not enough. I need to look at that person, every person and care for them. I need to look at them with love. Paul says that if I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. It wasn't enough for me just to try, to try and change. I had to allow God to change me. If this is too religious or too spiritual and you just wanted to read or hear about beauty, then I would say that this is beauty. Being aware of our creator and allowing him to change you, to redeem you, to bring you into relationship with him. Here's the thing. We actually know beauty. We don't have to try and manufacture it. I was going to move into talking about Genesis and God's intention for us and beauty. I'm actually not going to. Um, What I will say is that God created you. He looked at his creation and saw it was good. We are still being moulded and refined, but God looks at you and sees a good creation. I'll finish with this quote, which is credited to anonymity. When God wants to drill a man and thrill a man and skill a man, when God wants to mould a man to play the noblest part, when he yearns with all his heart to create so great and bold a man, that all the world shall be amazed. Watch his methods, watch his ways, how he ruthlessly, whom he royally elects, how he hammers him and hurts him, and with mighty blows converts him into trial shapes of clay which only God understands, while his tortured heart is crying and he lifts beseeching hands, how he bends but never breaks when his good he undertakes, how he uses whom he chooses and which every purpose fuses him, by every act induces him to try his splendour out. God knows what he's about. God knew what he was about when he created you. Allow him to mould you, but know that he thinks you are beautiful already. As always, feel free to comment or to give feedback on what I've said. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, email. All my info is in the description below. Thank you and God bless. There will be another podcast in two weeks. Thanks.